In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast elf is the one, the only. Hey, hey Travis Rats here. Uh, folks, we are excited that you're joining us on the Comic Exposure Podcast because today we're tackling two things today. First and foremost, this is it. Well, it's three things, but really I'm going to put them into two categories as tra- tra- Travis gives me like a very mean gesture. Uh, <laughs> not that finger. Uh, so we, on the podcast today, this is the comic book Christmas list episode every year. Travis and I sit down. And we explain to each other the things that we want tightly, tightly like rolled up and crammed into our stockings. What books, what things do we want just stuck right up in our stockings for for the holiday season? And uh, it's become a tradition on the podcast to share these items. I've got and, my, I've got my cocoa. I've got a little bit of uh, geeky. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but being a nerd's delightful, and since there's no place to go, hang with bro, hang with bro, hang with bro. Dude, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was like it's like you planned it, but I know it was completely off the cuff. And it was completely it off even, the cuff, and that makes it even more special. I'm like uh, the so- Wayne Brady of podcasting, bro. <laughs> Uh, So on the show, Travis and I are going to talk comic book Christmas list, and then we also want to talk about two pieces of media that are out in the ether right now. We both saw the Ghostbusters movie as children who grew up in the 80s. It's near and dear to our hearts, so we want to talk about the new rendition, and we also are going to talk about Hawkeye. The new Hawkeye television series on Disney Plus is out. A couple, I think there's three episodes. I've only watched two. We're going to talk about- Also very uh, Christmassy. Yes. Yeah. Also, it's the holiday season. season. The holiday season. We're cramming it. Right, We're we... cramming stuff in, <laughs> in our, our stockings. stockings. Uh, so uh, let's let's go down every year. Travis and I say we we want to both tell people in the world what we would like for the season, but we also want to say here are some things you as a nerd might want to go check out. I think that this thing evolves over time as we do this, uh, and it becomes less self uh please give this to me and more this is a thing we want to we want to throw to the world but always we always like it when people get us stuff off our comic book christmas list so let's let's let it begin travis speaking, i'm gonna throw speaking it to of you which my brother-in-law was like dude what do you what do you want for christmas because he normally will listen to this podcast but we're a little bit behind on, on putting it out i don't know and man it's, like, it's 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 the th- we are recording this on the, the first third of december but, i mean with shipping delays josh you're right. This is the year where <laughs> shipping delays are really going to hassle you. So we're sorry we should have done this in November, but too bad. Uh, if you've got a nerd in your life, Amazon, you should still be able to get most of this stuff, I think, fairly quickly. Absolutely. Except some of the stuff I'm sure will not be Amazon. So Chicken of China Travis, Chinese chicken. Uh, yes. Um, watch you next with you want, lights on. You want me to start off the yeah, list? Yeah, I want you to kick it off. Give us your first thing on your list, Travis. Okay, Rance. well... 
This one, you, you said uh, something a moment ago where you're like, hey, we don't, you know, we're kind of evolving stuff into where it's not, you know, very specific to you. This one is specific to me. So that's for you, Josh. Go and send that your way. So we recently, okay. the last. No, I don't, th- I think this is something you could give to anybody. I yes. don't think this is. I think this is good. This is a good one. Go for it. So uh, last uh, podcast, if you tuned in, we read Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Uh, oh, we loved it. Dare I say masterpiece? Uh, it was the, very, very good. <laughs> the Reckless series, which was uh, three different Reckless books, which uh, I do want those in hardcover, Josh, uh, on yes. my bookshelf. Yeah. I, you can cram those up in my stocking any day. <laughs> but, you know... In revisiting Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker, it feels like I read like a new Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker piece every year, you know, from All My Heroes Are Junkies to The Fade Out to uh, Kill or Be Killed. Is that it? We did Pulp. Yeah, pulp. We, did, we, we were going to do Pulp, Kill or Be Killed. All, all good stuff. But one of the things that I have uh, never read, which is like their go-to when you think of Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker, everyone talks about Criminal. Yeah, I've never standing read... series continually revisited by the two of them to add more to the tapestry of Criminal. Yeah, it seems like they're like like the, perhaps the most uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips of them all. The 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 archetype for everything that follows uh, and orbits around their creative world. So uh, uh, luckily on Amazon, if you are like me and you're like, hey, I, I like this. Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillip kid. Uh, they're doing some great stuff. Well, you can go back and check out their kind of big ongoing thing in omnibuses. And so uh, I put on here, I, I went ahead and I linked it to um, the um, uh, Criminal Omnibus Book One. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. You'll be able to go, hey, I want to click on that thing. I want to click on that thing. Thank you for giving me that task, Josh. <laughs> As per our comic book Christmas list, we always put it in the show notes. So yes, yeah. it will be in the show notes. Um, yeah. So I have you read Criminal, Josh? I have read like one Criminal, like one part of Criminal, but I have not. I've not partaken in the vastness of it because it seems like there's always new stuff they're doing, and I always grab the new thing. I didn't go back to the Criminal, right? Like mm-hmm. I was like, no, they just put out uh, what's the one I've got on my shelf? A uh, Bad Weekend. I'm going to read that one, or I want to read the Fade Out. I also never read, I've never read Fatal. Yeah, that was another one too you know? there. Yeah, Fatal should be good too. I mean, there's just a lot. So I guess, I guess, yeah. I guess my, what you can cram up your nerd stocking is, hey, if your uh, uh, loved one has a bunch of Batman, Superman, Wolverine stuff around, that's all great. But you know what? Evolve their comic book tastes because if you pick up any Sean Phillips, Ed Brubaker book collection on the bus, and give it to them, they're going to be like, well, this isn't Batman, but you know what? If they read it, they will thank you for it. And you'll open up a whole new world of comics for them. It will be wonderful. That's a good, that's a good first choice. I'm going to drop, uh, I'm going to drop a, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do something. Here's one of the things that I think you can't go wrong with nerds. You know what nerds love, Travis? You know what Cheetos. nerds love? Cheetos. Cheetos, uh, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Uh, they also love, uh, t-shirts. They also love t-shirts. t-shirts that are goofy and riff on things they love. And I think one of the things you should check out is getting yourself a t-shirt from Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, this guy combines two of my favorite things, uh, the punk metal hardcore scene and comic books. Oh, wow. Look so 
He has several shirt designs that you can check out. Go follow on Instagram. Uh, it's I think it's just Rotten is R O T N is is like search for that on Holy Instagram. Holy shit! Handle. Is that a chamber shirt from Generation X? It's yes. a chamber shirt from Generation X. Wow. Yes, he's got he got like a Hellraiser shirt that looks like uh um oh what's why can't I think that uh Pinhead? why can't I think of the band? Dang it! Oh, there's a there's a, a Ghostbusters oh, shirt. Oh, that is uh, that's um, Gorilla Biscuits. Okay. There is a uh, the Gorilla Biscuits Ghostbusters shirt. Motorhead. A it's, shirt. A, it's a Hellraiser Motorhead. No, it's uh, Hatebreed. Hatebreed hate instead of Hellraiser. There's a ghost uh, uh, ghost face shirt that is essentially like um, Ghost Ghost Rider and the mashup of the ghost from the ghost mask from uh, Scream. There's just lots of good stuff. Good fun goofy shirts so there's all sorts of stuff that you can check out you can find that there's hey you like carnage he's got a carnage shirt you like sinister six because of the new you know like he's he's also like on what's going on in the out in the world right now so he's he's kind of like pulling the zeitgeist yes there's a weapon x shirt that looks like a straight up uh 90s hardcore shirt um, oh, i don't see that i want to see that it's one. it's on like page two i think you gotta search oh, okay. for it he's there's got, a like, ghostbusters a... a real clean ghostbusters slimer shirt yeah, and it's Gorilla Biscuits. So it's GB like Gorilla Biscuits on the back of it. It says Ghostbusters New York on it. Hardcore like, straight edge band. Yeah. So it's it is right up my alley as a kid who loves punk rock and loves a bunch of nerd stuff. So you should totally Ooh, that totally weapon X check is out. pretty sweet. Uh, let, yes. me, let me make make this a little bit more specific, your audience. Hey, do you know a sweaty nerd? <laughs> I don't think I don't even think this is sweaty nerd. This is a You don't think this is a sweaty this, nerd? I'm not a sweaty nerd, and I uh, I think this is your your nerd who likes comic books and music. That's that's what this is for. Your nerd who likes both comic books and music. Tie up with this. I, I was just I was just finding the through line between those two things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does your I, husband like metal music and comic books? Does yes. he sweat a lot? <laughs> does he sweat a lot? Check this out. This just is good kidding. Stuff. We love you. All right. That's a great one. And it's I, yeah. I always love finding a new t-shirt, t-shirt vendor. Uh, and I go through these things where I'll find a vendor that I'm loving. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to be buying t-shirts for them for, like, the rest of my life. And then you go through, like, a year phase where you buy, like, eight shirts from them. And then you find a new vendor that's, like, yeah. doing something slightly different or you like the quality of the shirt better. So I feel like every year I discover, like, a new cool t-shirt vendor. And this is a cool one. Look, especially if you like. Amazon, or not Amazon, uh, Instagram is full of bootleg t-shirt guys who are making great stuff. The guy who does Rotten also does a couple different ones you should check out. There's like one that has video game stuff on it. He does one that's like horror movie related. There's a ton of good stuff. Go check it out. All right. So we're going to move to my second one. Now, my second one, Josh, I recently went underwent a move. <laughs> I, used, yes. I, I recently went underwent elective surgery. Uh <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I'm about to confess something. Uh, and so one of the things that I had to do was uh, moving from a bigger house uh, to a tiny apartment. So I've been going through stuff. And one of the things that I found is, like, art. I have so many framed pieces of art. Not enough wall space. Also, some of, like, the, the frames I don't like or I want to... I wanna, use those frames, but put different artwork in it, but I'm not ready to throw away the artwork because I'm now at the point where I think when you're you're younger, like you have shitty art, like shitty posters or, or prints yeah. and things like that, and then you get better quality 
artistic prints and then those posters kind of get ripped up you throw them away but you get to a certain point where like your old stuff is good like your old stuff you're like oh i'm kind of tired of looking at that but i definitely don't want to throw it away yeah so uh what i uh sent you is a link to a amazon site which they have these portfolios they're just regular portfolios but here's the thing josh they are 18 by 24 polio uh portfolio folders 30 clear plastic sheet protectors. So what you can do out there is if, you know, you're buying your nerd uh, prints for Christmas, but you're like, they have so many prints. Like, I know Josh does. Josh has got a bunch of prints lying around from cons he's gone to, from Kickstarters, from Instagram pages that he's bought. And you're like, where do I put these things? Or, like, how do I... I want to change out the prints in my frames. Well, this is a great place. This is a great thing to do. Buy a big portfolio, like an 18 by 24, and start putting your prints in there. Also, if you just like buying prints and want to support local artists, like Instagram artists, but you're like, uh, I don't know if I put this up in a frame, but I do want to have it. It's a cool print. You can slide it into a one of these portfolio cases and kind of go back and look at it. So that way it's not tucked in a closet somewhere. It's easily accessible. You can show Have you it looked off. at my house? Do you know yeah. that I have all those prints tucked in a closet somewhere? It's like, you know. I know. I this know. is, I, I, you know what I said? This is a gift for both of us, Josh. This so, is a gift for both And of us. very affordable, like 30 bucks for 30 uh, double-sided yeah, it's plastic a, sheets. It's a kind of a cool thing. And like, look, if you're a giant nerd, you also have a bunch of dumb stickers that you could cover the front of it with. And Or uh, if you're it, uh, Wolverine, you have a lot of schnickers. You do. You have a lot of schnick, schnick, schnicky, schnicky schnoz you can do on there. That's a good one. Travis, I think that's uh, that's a good one. I, mm. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm going to go something that is probably, it might be very Josh. Right. But I think I'm going to, I'm going to share this right here. Uh, You know what? The Dune movie came out this year. The world is clamoring for more Timothy Shamalama ding dong. They want to know about this. Uh, I, this is something I've never read as someone who loves Dune, who's read a bunch of other Frank Herbert books outside of the series. There's an autobiography written by his son called Dreamer of Dune. It's the biography, not autobiography. It's a biography of Frank Herbert. Talks about his process, talks about the struggle to get Dune published, right? Like it ended up being purchased by like a a, a magazine that made like uh, manuals, like repair manuals. A publisher who put out like home improvement manuals ended up putting out Dune as this science fiction epic. And it's the story of Frank Herbert. And as someone who has many Frank Herbert books, who loves Dune, this is a place I wanted to go check out, man. This is this is something for me. This is that thing uh, as a nerd. This is this was right up my alley. Already in just the uh, um, summary of the biography, there's I didn't know he was from Tacoma, Washington, and he worked in the broadcast. He was a cameraman for so many years and stuff like that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I, it, it's a cool thing to, like, I want to know a little bit more about one of my favorite properties, and so why not dig into uh, a biography of the guy who created it? Oh, it's cool, yeah. too, because it has, uh, it's got, it's one of those biographies that has a bunch of photos in it as well. So it says it has, yeah. it contains a bunch of never-seen-before family photos and things like that. Oh, that's really cool. How many yeah, pages yeah. of it? How many pages? Oh, you can also get it on an audiobook if you don't want to, if you just want to like hear someone talk about uh, Sith swords. 
Chris Knives. Chris, Chris Knives. Nice, thank you. Chris Knives. Nice. Like combining franchises here. Uh, <laughs> now, would you listen to? Would you prefer to listen to that on audiobook, or do you want that? You want that sweet, sweet. Uh, uh, you know, that's a good question. I almost got it on audiobook. Uh, I might listen to it on audiobook. It's um, this is something that I might even just do on Kindle and read on Kindle. I've been reading a little bit more uh, digitally recently um, because you know we have far too many books in our house. And so if I can cut back a little bit, I might do that. So Dreamers of Dune, you can get it audio. You can uh, get the Kindle version. There's a well, uh, here we go. I'm going to give you a little if I can. Uh, ooh, is there a, a, a taste a taste of it oh it's not letting me get a taste um oh, it's not letting me get a taste i was gonna say that would pull right onto there why wouldn't you give me a little taste why don't you give me a little sample maybe it's so good maybe it's like read by shamalama ding dong no it's actually read by scott brick is the narrator oh good old scott brick i don't know who that is he's a prick <laughs> scott brick you're a prick <laughs> um but I am. This is one of those things where oh, I'd like to read that. Right? It came out in like 2004. It's not a new book. It's an old book. Um, but I'd be curious to see like what are the pieces of this that I don't know. You know? Yeah, That's I like story. that too. I like a good. I love reading creators' bi- uh, uh, biographies. I just read uh, a Ray Bradbury one. Oh, I, dude! I had a English teacher in junior high, and remember the Ray Bradbury like TV series. Yeah, it was like uh, uh, Twilight Zone, but it was just yes. stories. We used to watch those in her class. We did a unit on science fiction and like fantasy stuff. And that's probably why I am the nerd I am is because of uh, watching Ray Bradbury in sixth and seventh grade. Well, we're doing that right now, Josh. And I wish I had a few more of you in my class. <laughs> <laughs> this is this was the stuff I loved. Oh. Did you even read Fahrenheit 451, kids? No. no. Well, I know that. I'm grading your stuff. <laughs> They're burning all the books. That's terrible. What's a book? That series is great. I'd love to see that again because it's so cheesy now. It's like out. it does not it's hold out. up. I think you oh, can okay. get it on Hulu. It oh. might be on Hulu or I don't I remember seeing it. I almost I almost made Renner watch it with me, but I was like, Ooh. no, he won't like it. Hulu Hulu that voodoo like that you do. All That's right. right. That's right. I forget what this link is to, so I'm gonna click on it as well. Oh, I like that. This is a mystery for both of us what you're throwing in there uh let's see oh, a little etsy a little etsy what oh yeah yeah there? so a little etsy i got a couple etsy things on my, <laughs> on my list so one of the things that i like to do josh as a uh a heat-seeking bachelor uh, uh a couple years ago i got really into instant pots like that is like how i cook my meals <laughs> i cook my meals on instant pots it is a it is a main feature of my house it gets used almost every night it is used so much that it doesn't even go into the cabinet one it's used every night. Two, those things are big and bulky, so they become a part of your kitchen decor. And yes. I found on Etsy that there's this person who does Instant Pot decals, and so quite a few of them are nerdy Instant Pot decals. And one in particular I love, they have a queen one, a Freddie Mercury one, where he's screaming under pressure. That's good. It's Freddie Mercury. You also have Potamus Prime, and it's got... Uh, the Optimus Prime on there. You have a Breaking Bad Let's Cook. You have a um, Princess Bride Prepare to Dine, 
one <laughs> on there. You got some Muppet ones. You got the Force is Strong with this one, some Darth Vader. You got some Doctor Who stuff on there. So if your nerd likes to cook and they're always in the kitchen making up those instant pot recipes, this is a fun and very cheap, affordable. It's about like five or six bucks. I'm looking at it in yen. It's 618 yen. Uh, on my browser. Uh, so if you are in Tokyo, you know, this is very you get rid of your Tokyo. You're not in Tokyo anymore, buddy. Yeah, VPNs, baby. <laughs> All right. So that would be, that would be a, I mean, that's a, that I like, that's a silly kind of goofy, cheap gift. To a, that right? That is literally a stocking stuffer. That's a perfect it stocking is. stuffer. You, you, you can cram that up and you won't even feel it. Do you Instant Pot? Do you and Gabby Instant Pot? Yeah, we, we, we Instant Pot uh, pretty often, pretty often. Well, we there you go, Josh. Go ahead and you can just make that purchase right now while you're giving your while i'm giving my next one just throw one of those in there for gabby stick it in there she's like what is this it's a it's a fun eclectic gift all right so i'm going to share one that i found so i follow a handful of artists on uh on instagram dan barry is one of the ones i like very much uh he has a really interesting cartoony style uh he uh makes pens so if you're like, oh, I, I'm an artist, he does these flat ink pens that he does. But recently he told through Instagram, through Instagram, like squares, a comic that he created about the time that he found human remains in a church basement. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. And so he talks about the time he found human remains in a church basement. He went through and did this whole thing on Instagram. It was one panel at a time. It was like maybe four panels every post. I got super addicted to like reading this every time he posted it on Instagram. And so he's put it out in a pretty uh, a cool little self-published things. It's called The Bones Part One uh, by Dan Barry. And he goes and he shares that story of finding human remains. Oh, it's got Boba so, Fett in it. So, yes. Yeah, so he like. He's like, I couldn't remember what the person looked like, so I'm I'm putting Bo I'm using Boba Fett to represent the man I talked to. Do you have so, this? Do you have this? I, I, I do not have it. I just okay. read it on I read it when it was on Instagram. He was a, a thing that he put up on Instagram one panel at a time. Uh, about uh, here's the description a chance encounter with human bones in the dark side room of an old church in the 90s sets present day Dan Barry on the trial of the identity of the deceased so it goes into him finding out uh, whether these bones are connected to a possible medieval and saintly person are these the bones of a saint that he discovered it really starts off with something that you think is like oh that's crazy they found a dead body and it takes this random twist to where those bones might come from and the why they art were is cool church. so when you click on the link you could see the art of it it's really indie watercolor over pencils but it's like black and white watercolor it's like two-tone watercolors yeah. with maybe a third tone in there for the bones it looks like that's really cool and again we're talking eight pounds. What is that? Like twelve bucks? Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. very affordable. You're going to, if you're going to want that one, you're going to want to get it now. They got the ship back from the UK. I'm also going to tell you he has some fun original artwork. So if you're like, oh, I could spend eighty dollars on uh, images from uh, what's the the what we do in the shadows, right? Maybe you maybe you really like that show. He's got some original artwork that he did where oh, he was really? drawing stuff from what we do in shadows so he's I got colin that. robinson Let me see if I can... uh click on original artwork and you can see some of the stuff oh. he's done there oh holy smokes it's oh that's so cool i love his 
his stuff from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. So a cool, he's a cool artist. It's Ooh, really interesting stuff. Yeah, those go up a little bit more. <laughs> well, he's yeah, got yeah. the the big pieces that are that are. Um, I think the only one that's really really pricey is the the cars one that he did. Um, oh yeah, that is those cars look really nice too. Yeah. So, but the other ones are are really just a a, a goofy little fun thing i think they're maybe like uh seven inches or i think they're like seven and a half inches or something like that the other the littler ones but very very cool thing i love things by dan follow him on on instagram uh i i really want to get my hands i almost ordered it i haven't ordered it yet uh to order this little um bones it, it's just a what's he called little... on instagram i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna follow him right now look at this uh oh man i it's what is it on it's uh oh man dan just search dan barry I can't remember what his name is on Instagram. Is it A? Wait, is it A or E? I'm not on this the right tab. It's I think it's E. Oh yeah, it is E. Yeah, Danbury. D- I got Daybury. No, Things by Dan. It's, uh, so he's at Things by Dan. You are being followed. Oh, looks like a, he looks very British. He got a little ginger British. Oh, followed <laughs> by Josh a, Buckley and Andrea. Yeah, two uh, a, two uh, comic, comic book people, exposure. right? Yeah. He's got some really fun stuff. It's just a cool thing to see the stuff he posts on there. He's a, he's a fun artist. So uh, I like always love to support folks that I find and I really like. And like Instagram is free. So what can I do to help someone I love on Instagram? Uh, go buy one of their $8 books, You follow you know? a lot of good artists. You should do <coughs> like a blog or something or just like a one-time thing where you put like a top like 10 like indie things every not, year. It's not bad. Because I, I want yeah. it. Or just send that to me. Will you just send me? Like, I can just send top? it to you. Yeah, yeah. I can do that for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, you, you know, I'm a bachelor. I got money to burn on stupid things like watercolors by like really cool indie artists on Instagram. So yeah. So why not? Yeah. yeah. All right. Coming up next, uh, I'm gonna throw this in the chat at Josh. Coming your way. Ooh, the magic of internet. Boom. Oh yeah. All right. This one is it. This I don't want to mean. I don't want to be depressing about this one. But it is the holiday season, and not everyone uh, is going to be spending their holidays with their their family. Oof! Uh, especially. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, so this kind of combines like. Uh, especially with coronavirus and, and stuff out there. This is a graphic novel that I found that I thought w- looked really interesting. It's called Seek You, colon, A Journey Through American Loneliness. Yikes. Uh, and so it's basically, there's a silent academic in America, loneliness. Shameful to talk about, but often un- misunderstood. Loneliness is ever, everywhere, from the most major of metropolises to the smallest of towns. In Seek You, wide-ranging exploration of our lives and public selves, uh, the author Radic Radeke, I, I believe it's pronounced Radke. Like, Radke, thank you, Radde Radeke. Uh, into you, the ways you were in, in which <laughs> Radke. <laughs> into the ways in which we attempt to feel closer to one another and the distance that remains through the lens of gender and violence, technology and art. Radke ushers us through a history of loneliness and longing and shares what feels impossible to share. And when you go into this, if you if you dare to look inside this uh, book and you get to the art pages, it's really kind of this cool uh, uh, layout of, uh, of images. I really like the colors in this book. Uh, and it's kind of like these kind of small uh, vignettes and um, uh history vignettes self-help uh cool comic stuff on loneliness and uh it's as i'm saying it's really 
It's really depressing. But it's all right, dude. Not everyone is, you know, with family and also, you know, with coronavirus, you might have someone who's in the comic books. It's very easy for people in our uh, uh, fantasy living worlds to get further and further into that. It's very, it, it, you know, one of the things that being a geek allows you to do, it allows you to jump into these fantasy escape worlds and not feel as lonely. So if you are uh, uh, a... Uh, a nerd, or you know a nerd, yeah, you know a nerd who's who's got nothing to do for Christmas. Send him this book, and that will make them feel really good. And a bottle of whiskey. That, that was your last one. No, I have one more. Oh no, wait, I do have two more. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go with my last uh, one is a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Here's this one here. I'm gonna drop this in. You know that I love a giant book. I, I, I just, put this on my list. You did. <laughs> So Travis and I have crossed over. We'll both talk about this. Monsters by Barry Windsor Smith, who is a fantastic artist. This is a 350-page graphic novel that's taken him 30 years to write and draw and create. And uh, I love Barry Windsor Smith's art. is fantastic. The pens on this are amazing. It looks gorgeous. It is about, a in the 60s, a soldier who is turned into a like Nazi science mm-hmm. experiment that the United States found and was using to create super soldiers. It's like a Captain America. If Captain America became a, a terrible monster. In fact, being. The, the main like monster thing is a real Hulk-esque. Yes. Yes. Uh, it looks gorgeous. And I was looking through, it came up in my, in my Amazon in the last couple of months. And I was like, well, that, that is a, that is a comic book Christmas thing. If I've ever seen one is this very ugly. Yeah. You but know, beautiful art. By, yeah. I had uh, seen that Windsor for Smith. a while too. And I'm like, Oh, you know, it's this big book. I think it's like 300 something pages. Uh, yeah. It's like 34 bucks. So it's really reasonably priced for that, that amount of comic book. But the, 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 the inks on there are so deep and so dark that it, uh, it does feel like something that you wouldn't get to get you through your week and your nightly comic book reading, but it does feel like a piece, like a piece of not just story, but of art as well. It feels like something that is on your shelf and you pick at as you go through your Christmas day. We always talk about like one of those, you know, a fun gift to get on Christmas is something that you kind of get to, to pick up in between opening uh, stockings and eating breakfast and traveling to your, uh, in-laws place and all that stuff i can't remember if this was last christmas or the christmas before gabby got me frank miller's daredevil right Mm. the art the artifact edition right so it's huge it's oversized it has stuff that you fold out of it It has a gatefold stuff in it that was a thing that i kept picking up on christmas day and just looking at pages of it yeah right and just going god that's amazing i feel like i would i would definitely read this and i'm in to read this but this is like one of those like you flip through it that day because you can't read it because it's so big on Christmas to dive into it, right? But you just you flip through it and look at all the rad art on Christmas Day. That's what this one is for me. Yeah, I put that on there. But, Josh, I did have a six-man, and lucky I did, too, for this. Okay, my six-man to end with isn't uh, – so it's not, a, it's not a comic book. It is for, uh, again, one of the things that a lot of us got into uh, during the pandemic was plants, 
plants. How many people went out there and bought little plants out right? there? Yeah. And so this Everybody's is a, a plant daddy. This is an Etsy shop called Holiday Nerd. And in the Holiday Nerd, they have a bunch of nerd-related flower pots that look all hand-painted and they're cutesy. There's something that you could probably honestly craft at home. But if you're not crafty like I am not crafty uh, and you want like a little planter, you know, to put in your classroom or you to want put a little on space your ghost planter. Yeah, there's there's two of them I really like. If you scroll down the page that I sent you, there's a cool yeah. white Princess Leia one and a cool Boba Fett one. That's all like lime green. Uh, they're a little bit pricey for a little tiny flower pot, but at the same time, this goes to an individual artist. It does not go to a company. It does not go to, you know, it goes to someone who's in their house crafting these things. Yeah. And you get a handcrafted thing, which is always fun to give someone like, hey, I know you like Ghostbusters. Here's a cool retro Ghostbusters uh, flower pot for your spooky azaleas. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. So here's my end one. My end one is also... Uh, shooting it indie, making it happen, right? I tried to pick a couple indie things this year. Uh, this is not only do I love comic books and music, but I also love board games and Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. And so what this is, we've I've talked about Shell Khan before. I think I did a Christmas Club episode with her. She does a book where it's Conan the Barbarian is someone's yes. like spirit guy, spirit right? Guy. Or yep. something like living with her and giving her advice. Shell Khan also has created some really cool um stuff for for dungeons and dragons so this is a a handcrafted you get a 60 page uh zine which has story details um information to run a uh, a one-off campaign that comes with a fabric pouch to keep it all in a fabric painted map like a printed map of the sort of like underground catacombs and all of these little tiles that you can use to create different areas for your game. So you can add these little tiles to your map and change the campaign oh, and build wow. different stuff. Wow, this is really cool. I've never seen what a great idea to make it fabric like this. Have right? You, have so you a, ever seen that before? I've seen mats that aren't like fabric, fabric, but are like the wipeable plastics. They're oh, not like plastic, yeah, yeah, but you know no. what I mean? Like this, this, not quite a mouse pad, but yeah, this know. feels more authentically, uh, yes. uh, D and D it's very cool. It's got, like I said, a 60 page zine. It's got the fabric map of the Island, different hexes that you can use, uh, a, a matching pencil. And it has like a cute little pouch that it all rolls up into. So you can go to your game night, pull this out with the zine and run your campaign campaign for your friends using D D. now is the idea behind this too you can use the zine but you can also like use this map for your own creative yeah okay yeah so essentially like the game that she's created is rules agnostic so i don't play D D with my friends we play we play a system called tiny tiny d6 so you could use tiny d6 if you want it's just the story and the concepts and the ideas and you sprinkle on how they explore this island and what they find That's and cool. all of that. So a very kind of, I thought a very kind of cool, very um, like kitschy, kitschy DIY thing. You know what I mean? Like there are only, what does it say? There was only, I, was there's only been so many of them made. I thought. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not, I, I'm not into the, the role, there's only 21 the, of them left. It says the role-playing game world, but just looking at that, I always wanted to get into it. Uh, but I would say that if you showed up to your friends like D and D party with that, you would be the talk of the of the of the game that night. That right? It's so a cool, cool. It's a cool little thing. And and Travis, 
I just feel like when you come visit from the island nation that you're living on, uh, that we should we should play a little we, should, we could play a little D and D. I, I think so, I, I think as a storyteller, Travis Rats, as a storyteller, you would love it way more than I think you think you would. No, yeah, I, 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 I the one time I played it with you, we were kind of like we had just gotten out of the box and like we were kind of we were playing by the rules that we were kind of trying to figure out the rules. But Josh, I'm gonna tell you what, honestly, I think about your D and D game that you have going on right now all the yeah. time. I think about like, oh, I bet they're having so much fun. I wonder where they are in the story. Uh, can I come on and make a guest appearance? Uh, I think Josh is playing like a Stranger Things. Yes, we're playing game. like an 80s Stranger Things S thing. They're all junior high students, and and he is the dungeon are, master. And yes. it sounds so effing rad. It's 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 been fun, and it's all just stories, man. It's good stuff. So I totally check this out. This would be it. All right, Travis, we've comic book Christmas list, buddy. Are I have you ready? copied the chat. It is in my notes. So any of the things we talked about where we were very vague about where do you find this, you can look at the show notes and you can click on the links, you little dinks. That's right. That's right. All right, Travis, I am excited to talk about the two next things. Both you and I, like I said at the top of the show, we both saw Ghostbusters. We both have watched the first episodes or so of Hawkeye. Let's start Ghostbusters, my man. What? I'm going to say, like, I saw this preview for Ghostbusters, what, two and a half years ago? It was it was yeah. supposed to come out. Then COVID happened, and then it was supposed to come out again, and COVID pushed it back a little farther. It was supposed to be out in July, and we're finally seeing it in November, December. Uh, I was unsure of it when I saw those original things. I was like, oh, it's kids, right? And I don't mean that in, like, a crappy way, but... I was like, okay, it's it's kids. Uh, they're gonna. It's new generation of Ghostbusters, right? I thought right. it was gonna. I I didn't know what it was gonna be, and I'm gonna be honest with you. That Wolf Wolf Castle Wolf, whatever his name Finn is, Finn Wolfhart. Yeah, Wolfhart. There we go, Finn Wolfhart. I feel I feel sorry for the kid because like he was kind of a goofy looking kid, but like kind of ah, oh, he's kind of like a cute goofy looking kid in Stranger yeah. Things. He's just a straight up ugly looking kid right really now. i love his look oh, God. i love oh, his look oh, I, I really dig oof. it i really dig it i i i was we are the exact polar opposite because i was watching it and i'm like man that kid's got a good look about him he's got oh, a real man. good look uh he's all I, he's all adam's apple and hair he is all adam's apple and hair. he's like adam driver but he's <laughs> 13 i he's probably he's probably like 16 now or something like that. i'm more concerned about his uh attitude growing up as like a teen pop sensation i'm like Ugh. yes yeah okay so i was going into it and i was like you know what i gotta go see it because i love ghostbusters the original one i'm one of the people who loves ghostbusters too i love ghostbusters too. i love ghostbusters too. I th- I think I was like, I was young for ghostbusters. I think I was a little older for ghostbusters too. uh pink ooze dancing statue of Liberty, all of that stuff. Uh, it was more Ghostbusters two really hit the sweet spot for the age we were when it came out. Right. Ghostbusters one. We we're like, Ooh, there's some cool ghost stuff in it, but it was really an adult movie. Right. Uh, Ghostbusters two was like, they dropped it the, played a little, it played the a target little audience down. Um, and then the, the Ghostbusters, I thought the Ghostbusters that came out with the all female cast, I thought it was fun. Uh, it was a little yeah. too comedy. For yeah. Me. Wasn't a big fan it of was, it. It wasn't as like the ending was a little goofier than I wanted. It felt like a parody it, of Ghostbusters. Yeah, I can see that, but it wasn't bad. I just didn't. 
it wasn't go it wasn't the and i and that sounds terrible like it wasn't the original ghostbusters i don't mean that it wasn't the original characters from the ghostbusters i just felt like a really it felt like a goofier like take on the ghostbusters well let's talk about probably even more than the movies maybe for you as it was for me the real ghostbusters cartoon series was probably my ghostbusters because when i think of egon i think of a blonde egon okay yeah yeah I can I can see. I that. remember having. Those uh, do you remember the one with the monkey? Do you remember the one with the with the monkey? No, I haven't rewatched those since I was a kid. Okay, I'm afraid. No, there's to. like there was two Ghostbusters. The reason why that one was called the real Ghostbusters is I guess Ghostbusters was a there was an argument over the copyright, and so there was one team of Ghostbusters that had a gorilla and other things in the team, and then there was the real Ghostbusters, which was the movie Ghostbusters. Did you see both of them? I remember both the cartoons as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I remember yeah. both of them well. <laughs> I don't remember well, but I remember. So what did you, going into this, what were you expecting when you when you saw this well, What were your thoughts? You know, uh, I was excited that it was directed by uh, a Reitman. Okay. Uh, and from what I saw the teasers, it looked like a deliciously film-saturated movie. I loved yeah. the set pieces that I was seeing in the trailer. One of the things I yes. love about Ghostbusters is it's like a, a spooky comedy about ghosts, but a lot of it is set in daytime settings. I think that's a fun way to do Ghostbusters, and having it set in this desert ghost town, I thought having Ghostbusters in like a western ghost town s setting really... Yeah sparked my imagination and I was excited to see a Ghostbusters story play out in that setting, even though in a like, mining town, right? Yeah. This sort of like old diner town, right? Yeah. And, um, even though, as you said, I was a little bit, uh, wary of like, Oh, is this going to be, are we just like, yeah, that new generation of Ghostbusters is kids. So we can have them in like 12 movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I knew that there was speculation early on about having the original Ghostbusters uh, uh, come back in it. And I'm like, ooh, is it going to feel shoehorned? Is it, you know, is it just going to be like a cameo-like type thing? Like the way they did it in the the all-females Ghostbusters where they were, they were in the movie, but they weren't the Ghostbusters themselves and that kind of thing. So yeah. I, was, I was worried about things, but I was pretty on board from the beginning of it. It seemed like they they had taken the lessons that that the fans had said with the female Ghostbusters and kind of try to course correct to a more authentic feeling Ghostbusters movie. And I think that's what we got. Yeah, I think so. And I, I really, I enjoyed it a million times more than I thought I would enjoy it. I was fun. It was funny. I think this is what we see though. And this is my only, this is my qualm with the movie. And I think it's plagued by the same thing that when they redid Star Wars, right? When they re, when, uh, when they did the new star Wars franchise, Mm -hmm. it, there were parts of it that are essentially ghostbusters, the movie, right? Right. Like they really were like, okay, well we don't really want to think of a new character. Let's just go back to the original marshmallow man. Uh, Let's go. uh, It's not Slimer, but it's Chomper. It's uh, uh, of course the main guy, Zool. Zool, right? Let's just do it again. I thought the Zool part, it made sense to me that, okay, they didn't finish the job the first time. This is why the Ghostbusters broke up this, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it give you, it gave you all of that. Um, but really, I mean, when it turns into like the key master and the gatekeeper, whatever they are, it's the same exact. So like Paul Rudd same essentially story, has his yeah. hair yeah. looking exactly like, uh, Oh man, why well, can't I remember his name? You know, uh, the guy from, yeah. From, Feed me, Seymour. Yeah, can, 
Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis. There we go. Rick Moranis. But I thought it was a ton of fun. I liked the dogs. I would like that they kept them sort of puppety clay animation Me looking. Too. So it felt the same um, that you weren't like, wow, those dogs look way different than they did in the original movie. I love that. Like they kept the, the gal- proton packs, pro- yeah, all, the, all the gadgets yeah. were like that clunky eighties yeah. mech stuff, you know? Yeah. I thought it had a really good feel. And let's look, did they bring back the marshmallow man, but in tiny, adorable marshmallow form? Yes. Was that one of the most hilarious and cute scenes? Yes. It was like, and it was short, around. right? Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't like draw it out to be this really big thing. They show up later again, but they didn't make it a, like a big, well, the marshmallow mans are, uh, are back again. Shout out you to know? podcasters in this movie too. A whole kid, yes. a whole ghostbuster named podcast. I like it. I also like that he had the marshmallow stuff all over him, just like, you know, like at the end of number yeah. one, right? There's those those funny nods to, yeah. to the first It film. was good. Standouts for me include uh, the girl who played uh, Egon's granddaughter, which is fantastic. She was great. She, she was, was so fantastic. good. The look, her acting ability, uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more of her in lots her of jokes, stuff. The jokes yeah. were funny, even though they, you know what I mean? Like the she, whole thing. She was able to ground as a child actor, able to ground this whole kind of fantasy stuff to it. I really liked the Egon storyline. And at the end, it was really touching. I did, I did get choked yeah. up, uh, you know, seeing, um, uh, not Reitman, but what's his name? Um, from national yeah, lampoons I, I, writer. I don't remember his name. Uh, but I know. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, but what's it? Uh, anyways, uh, anyways i'm gonna just keep going on that was really great seeing him you know the ghost comes in you know what's gonna happen you know his ghost is gonna help him out at the end but just seeing that and then seeing you know bill murray and dan Aykroyd, harold harold uh, ramey no harold ramey no hey ramus yeah harold ramus because those guys were so worked together through so many movies like caddyshack and the snl writing and all that stuff like that and the national lampoons it's when you watch, you know, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray look at this CGI tennis ball, essentially. But it is like you could tell that, you know, it's like, OK, this is Harold Ramis you're looking at and the guy who helped create your careers, a lot of your careers, basically, yeah. from this Ghostbusters movie and your friend that Bill Murray had fallen out with for a long time. And it's kind of like them being on screen together one more time with their old creative pal. To me, that was really kind yeah. of touching. I, I thought it was it was a great ending to it. I really enjoyed it. I would tell you like go see it if you haven't if you haven't seen it. And if, go like, see I it. know, go see it. I will go. I will see it. I will. It'll be something I'll watch when it comes on TV again. It'll be a movie I'll watch again. There are some films I'm like yeah, I don't need to watch that again, right? But this one I'm like oh that was fun. I'd watch it again. It's a fun movie. Yeah, right? I agree. I agree. Go All see right, it. Let, I, like, who hasn't seen that movie now? If you're listening yeah, to this podcast, you probably definitely seen. Ghost let's go talk. Let's talk Hawkeye really quick to wrap let's up. Talk the show. Hawkeye. Hawkeye is Hawkeye is out. The my. Here's my problem with Hawkeye and where I was at before it came to the screen. I love the source material. I love the uh, the fraction, Matt Fraction Aja. Aja Hawkeye. Fun story, great art, great sort of like tale. I do not like Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye in the Avengers universe. Do not like MCU Jeremy Renner. I cannot like I'm like, wow, that was such a goofy person for them to use. He was kind of always kind of shoved to the side. How do we give this guy who's always been a personality, right? A personality. And 
they essentially damned I if think, they didn't damned, damned if they, if did, they didn't, didn't right they they leaned in hard to the lethal weapon like die hard ask even the christmas yeah it, yeah yeah right and like gave him a grumpy man personality and it's been and i think it's because when you think of something like why was logan such a good movie right like I don't like it was a good movie because you took that hard character who didn't have a lot of personality and he got to play off somebody. So you're letting a character who hasn't had a lot of personality on screen play off of a different actor and right. be that mentor and be that guide. But that reluctant guide that we love so much in fiction. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So and shit, oh, right. if they didn't make it fun, man, I you, don't. I, you've watched the first two, but not the third I watched one, the first right? two. Not the, the third, third one. one yeah. You're gonna. It's gonna. There's a, uh, an action scene there. It's gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna absolutely love. You're gonna absolutely <laughs> love it, Josh. And it's straight. Yeah. It's straight from the comics. It's straight from the. So much is it of the, the car stuff one. Is, is it the car one? Yeah. 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 I saw it in the preview for it. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be great. Like, yeah. They the source material is so good, and I know there are people who don't like that. That R- fraction version really? of Hawkeye because they loved. They like the book, but they don't like that it's Hawkeye because it's not West Coast Avengers Hawkeye, right? right? It's not the Hawkeye that they grew up with or whatever. I really dug that one because for me, Hawkeye's nobody. I didn't read West Coast Avengers as a kid. I didn't read, you know, he was always, whenever I read an Avengers book, he was kind of on the side. He was never a big player in anything. He wasn't an X-Men. So in the 90s, it didn't matter to me, right? right? Um, This the actress who plays Kate Bishop is fantastic. She's good. She's She's super good. The like the mom character, I'm like, oh, something's bad. Something's bad's going on with that mom, right? Like, there's, it's, it's a fun story. I was curious how they were going to pull him away from his family and how that was going to work. How are they going to make him in the building? From you know what I mean? From yeah, and from I really like, story. and I hope they don't do it. I really like how the family's not in jeopardy, at least at this moment. Like they're away. Right. It's not like we got your family. We're gonna, and then it's like a ticking clock for him to save his family. It's more yeah, a the crisis. Clock- for him to get back for, him for Christmas. To like be a, a like father, a holiday, right? For like him to be a good movie, father. Like a rom-com. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, yeah. And so, oh, this, there's a lot of parallels to trains, planes, and automobiles actually in this one if Kate Bishop is a John Candy character. Um, <laughs> but here's what, I watched the first episode and I was like, once. And I said, okay, okay. It kind of fell into like my first viewing of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm like, okay. Or like WandaVision. And then I'm like, you know what? There's something there. Let me watch it again. So I watched it again. And here's what I discovered that I absolutely love. You know, we talked about um, how sometimes there's this Marvel fatigue. There's just so much coming out. And like, do we have to watch this all? I've, I've been watching them all, all the shows and all this stuff. And, you know, even the what ifs. I went back and, you know, picked up the what ifs. But there is this kind of like, do I have to keep watching this? And one of the things I found with Hawkeye is Hawkeye's character is that mindset. When he's sitting and watching the Rogers musical, it's like yeah. that's what it feels like Disney sometimes is doing with their Marvel properties. It's like Marvel everything, Marvel this. And now there's a right. big like there is going to be like an Avengers Broadway show at some point, you know? Yes. Yeah. And it's called Rogers and it's great. And he's sitting there watching this and the look on his face and how he deals with the fans and like all this stuff like that. That is how I feel about sometimes about Disney's oversaturation of Marvel. You're just like, yeah, I yeah. get it. Uh-huh. It's great. It's great. And then like the young kids like excited about it and you're just like, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. There's a, 
uh, Marvel Babies cartoon. Okay. And, oh, uh, yeah. Wolverine Lego movie. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. And I felt, yeah. I love how that's how they're kind of taking Jeremy Renner as this exhausted, worn down, like, the explosion I, deafness really was like such ear, a great like, choice. Yeah. How they managed to like make him deaf, like in the comic, like make him hard of hearing, like in the comic book, how they were like, he's just a dude and he's got the shit beat out of him for however many movies now. He's just a guy. Yeah. I think like leaning into like, he's just a dude, even if he's really good at a bow and arrow, he's still just a dude is a really great way to play it. And the second episode, I, at first I didn't like the LARPing thing. Oh, God, it, felt, it was hilarious. It felt a little bit like, oh, okay, now we're like, this is like, the, but then I realized you see him and start to enjoy himself and you realize that Hawkeye is just a guy who played dress up. Like he liked to play like yeah. dress up and play, he's playing superhero, right? He doesn't have superpowers. Yeah. And he was, he was like, oh, do I have to do this LARPing thing? But by the end of it, he's like, oh, I remember a little bit. Like why I right, like, he's like this stuff, killing all those people just easily as he walks by, yeah. and that's what this show is for me. I was like, okay, yeah, more more Marvel stuff. I'm like, all oh, right, this is why I like this stuff. This is why I like this stuff. And then the third episode just takes you into the you're like, oh yeah, this is why I love this stuff. This is really that's great. Good. So uh, I, I'm really I, loving this right now. If it continues with this vibe and this track, right now it, it has potential to be my favorite favorite of the disney property marvel shows i am i am really so i've seen i saw shang chi i saw the eternals i saw uh black widow the tv shows i think have been better than those like those big cinematic properties right now up to you what's been your favorite one you got loki you got winter soldier you got uh wandavision oh, Lo- loki's loki's loki. been my favorite yeah think- i think loki's Loki didn't have, I don't think Loki had any pacing problems. I think WandaVision had some early pacing problems. I think, um, well, I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it felt. I like, like the, I like the Zemo stuff. Once he kind of yeah. stepped aside, then it started to kind of become no. more. I think Loki's my favorite now, but this is, this is super great. This does might this have take potential. It, right? Does this have potential it does. to take it? Okay. It does have potential to take it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man. All right. So comic book christmas list we got it we talked ghostbusters we talked hawkeye we crammed it all into your stockings for the holiday season we want to thank you for tuning in holiday season want to thank you for tuning into the show uh share it with your friends share it with your grandmother uh you know you can find all of the episodes on the internet comicexposure.com. you can find them on your favorite podcast app uh all that good stuff you can check out the merch by yourself say hey, we should have put that on the comic book christmas list get yourself a comic exposure t-shirt for your loved ones. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're on sale on. Uh... Yeah. There's probably some threadless sale right yeah, now. That's it. Get it. Get it. Yeah. I think they're like 12 bucks on threadless or they were 12 bucks on threadless. You should go get one. All right. Travis, anything else before we go? That's it, buddy. These Christmas stocking episodes go by so quickly. I look forward to it all year. And then just like Christmas morning, it's over too quickly, my friend. Boom. Boom. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in the show and we'll see you next trade. Next <laughs> trade.